Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good afternoon, it's DGS on Game of Wax 104. Happy Wednesday to you. Um, everybody out there, but Amy, specifically for you, at 4.30, if you can, tune in or podcast it. Uh, Andrew and I recorded an interview about an hour ago with a St. Louis U constitutional law and history professor named Anders Walker. And, uh, I mean, I did it, but you were listening to it. It's really good, right? Oh, hold on. I don't have his mic pulled up. (laughs) Even better. Yeah, Dave, it's great. Sorry, I'm (laughs) off today. All right, now we can talk. I thought it was pretty good, Dave. I really thought it was fascinating. That's I mean, that awesome. was that was re- it was really, really good. And it's not what you expect. Yeah. Um, it, and it's funny, too. Personally, uh, you know, I got Judge Tom Frawley on who I used to be in front of. And we just, you know, yuck, 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 you know, we go right into the old Abbott and Costello. And uh, the Anders is a law professor and he, he's intimidating. And he's very smart, mm-hmm. and he's the kind of guy that everything you ask him, if he's like, oh, you want some cream in your coffee? He hesitates and stares at you for, for three mm-hmm. seconds, you know, and I'm like, oh, God, I'm back in law school. <laughs> <laughs> but we talked about everything from Texas seceding. He had a really fascinating point that it's not about that. The Constitution allows the state to protect themselves from invasion. Mm-hmm. And uh, Governor Abbott thinks that he's being invaded. We talked about all the Donald Trump stuff. He had answers that you're not going to expect uh, a modern-day law professor to have. So uh, we'll play that around 4.30 to 5. Um, and then it'll be available like everything else is on the podcast. But uh, it's not that often I say, like, you got to listen to this. It was really good, but it, it was really good. It's going right. to – you will learn so much about – Basic constitutional law, we went back and talked about the history of the Supreme Court and some of the more colorful characters that we've had, and really, really good. So I think, you, I think you'd enjoy it. Awesome. A real sign, and obviously, you know, he's going to be a smart guy, but like a real sign of a smart guy to me is when you throw out a, like a, a question out of nowhere to him, like you kept, like you kept throwing him curveballs, like, like this is going to be kind of out of left field, but I really wanted to know your thoughts. And just without 
Blinken. He's yeah. like, he had answers. He knew exactly. Like a law professor from a major like university. Almost, almost like, like he's an expert. Kind of, <laughs> kind of I'm just saying. I'm just saying. As not a smart guy. A smart guy I, got it. I got it, Andrew. I smelled what you were saying. Andrew's yeah. like, this guy knows everything about the law. <laughs> uh, Rachel, uh, teach it. <laughs> you're off on your button push and not feeling so good today. Yeah, I don't feel good. I actually took a COVID test this morning because, like, people in the building have it. So you wake up not feeling good and it's just in your head, like, maybe I have covid yeah so i and now that you feel bad now, i feel now bad dave feels yeah. bad. i'm the most suggestible person yeah. you're ever gonna meet mm. i chill went down my spine i'm like i think i have a fever now. yeah it's yeah wheels you okay i think so of course yeah mm-hmm. let me check he's never not yeah, yeah i'm pretty good so you said the worst part of it was paying for the yes the worst part is like ugh, now i have to do the responsible thing and take a test and i didn't order one for free because you can yeah. get them for free for from the government but obviously that takes like a week or so to show up at your house so i had to get on uber eats and order from it's called GoPuff. you could do that oh, or walgreens or I did something that, i did that during covid yeah. yeah but they'll send you the covid test and i'm like this is like 40 dollars <laughs> oh <laughs> this is a bummer and then i didn't even have it not that I wanted it. <laughs> like, after all, Flat, I should have gotten something. No, yeah, I totally get it. At least it. I could stay home from work or something. I totally get it. If I'm paying forty dollars for a COVID <laughs> test, I better have the worst case of COVID that <laughs> anyone has ever so, had. Rach texted me today, and she told me it's like eight a.m., which is pretty early for us to be texting. But when you think you might have COVID, it's fine. And I went through all the range of emotions. I'm like, ah, oh, crap. Mm-hmm. Not gonna be able to do the show. Then I was like, oh, hey. <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to do the show. <laughs> Although this sounds like a five day weekend to me right here. Um apropos of absolutely nothing, but uh one of our coworkers uh we we're just talking in the kitchen and she was saying that she needs a wheelbarrow. And uh, of course I'm the guy you come to when you need a wheelbarrow. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. But it it struck me, I always say that my generation was the mini bike and ten speed generation. We were also the wheelbarrow generation. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if there's ever been anything invented that had more utility and fun. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, wheelbarrow rides were a staple. Oh my gosh. That was a, our version of off-roading. Summer barbecue. Yeah. And you could you could kill a kid, oh. right? I mean, like I mean, you get going and you start hitting those bumps and you start yeah. going left and right. Especially <laughs> if you really fill up the tire. Uh, yes. Like you get it all like full, 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 yes. like more full. Oh yeah, and you're bouncing. I don't, and and I mean I grew up in South Rock Santa. So I didn't exactly grow up Martha's Vineyard. But I don't remember like we would load as many toddlers. Like you're like you're hauling <laughs> eggplants, uh, as many toddlers as you could get in a wheelbarrow and just take off sprinting. Yeah. I don't have a single memory of a parent going, "No, I don't think so." Right. Yeah, it's just like, "Hey, look at Tommy. He fell out." Yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> Rub some dirt on it. What were your versions of that? Um, for me, it was we would ride around the back of a pickup truck. Oh, magic! That's the best. And thing I didn't know that magic. that was a no-no oh, until yeah. I was much yeah. older. That's what Ubers should be. <laughs> you just jump <laughs> in the back I of a truck. If if it and when I'm king, yeah. that's what Ubers are only going to be: pickup trucks, and you can only take people in the back, and you have to sit on the wheel well. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> that was pretty that. common back in the day. Did you ever have it with the wheelbarrow where you were pushing the wheelbarrow? It's full of kids. So you say wheelbarrow. Wheelbarrow. No, no, no. Barrow. Barrow, barrow right? But What am I supposed to say? No, no, no. I thought it I thought it was barrel Barry. until fairly recently. Yeah. Really? Wheelbarrow. Huh. Wheel but it's wheelbarrow. What yeah. else barrow? Uh that thing with a the wheel. Wheelbarrow sounds like a bird, like a yellow-breasted <laughs> wheelbarrow. <laughs> It does. Anyway, 
anyway. did you ever have it when you were pushing the wheelbarrow and it hit something you couldn't go over, so then you just oh. run into the back. Oh, yeah. Of it. yeah. You're like, impale uh, yourself. All the time. Oh, my God. Whoever was in it gets dumped. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know what else? What I would do with it, if you turn it upside down and you sit on it, it's a really good chopper. It's oh. a really good helicopter. Okay. Oh, I got you. I got That's you. I see what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Especially if there's someone trapped underneath it. <laughs> so my problem. They're like, <laughs> my problem with the old barrel was that it was uh, it was not steady at all. Like it was too easy to tump over. I, d- I don't really understand. Tump. There the you what? Go. I don't really understand uh, why they could That's a good couldn't... Illinois term. Oh, okay. Which what? I think is very useful. So it's like dump over. No, it's no. Th- to me it's tip over. W- it's tip and dump yeah. together. Ah, an, okay, I get it. When you, I get it. When you tip the wheelbarrow over and it dumps all the stuff you were trying to carry, all and right. your dad, and your dad I gets get the etymology now. Did you have you? tump? Uh, no, no tumping. Never no. heard of it. Nope. No it's a great word. So many of the words that I grew up with are just stupid, uh, but tump's a good one. Nope. Mm-hmm. I stand by tump. Yeah. With the explanation, it makes total sense. Yeah. yeah. My grandma wrenched things out in the zinc. So I just didn't, you know, you, when a baby's born, you could point to a dog and go, that's an orange. And they don't know any better, right? <laughs> yeah. So when you, when, you, when you grow up and things are being rinsed in the zinc because you tumped something over and got them dirty, like, they, that's all you know. You're like, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I never heard zinc. Yep. Huh. Wrenched in the zinc. Yep. You're saying that like it's not <laughs> sophisticated or something, this wheelbarrow. Wheelbarrow. My, my dad's a lifelong washer. Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah, but the, the, St. Louis is big for washing. The big, uh, the... Non-existent R that ends up in there. Yeah, I don't like the way you said non-existent. <laughs> well, I mean, there's I face yeah. some. I face some. I, I sense some judgment. No, oh, no, we, we all got our things. We, uh, I don't know how common this was, but we had a washer dryer in the kitchen, still in the same place my, where my mom lives, and downstairs we had these white uh, machines, washing machines, and they were like a big tub that was connected to these rollers. And my dad would use it mostly for, like, his overalls, and it was magic. So it's sud, 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 suds. And then you would pull it out, and you'd feed it into the rollers, and it would squeeze the water out of it. Oh, my God, it was fun. Hmm. <laughs> and I've never seen another one. I mean, they, I know they exist, yeah, but, like, none of my friends had those in the basement. And my dad would always be like, look, boy, you, your hand gets caught in there, and you're going to be crippled. And having OCD like crazy, I'm like, stop saying that. <laughs> now all I care about in life putting is putting my, putting my in finger there. in there. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> my dad and I were not a good match. <laughs> he should not have been the, the father of an OCD kid. <laughs> I absolutely 1 million percent forbid you to lick that sugar bowl. Oh, crap. Here we go. Now I have to. Time to lick a sugar bowl. (sighs) That's all I had for the four hours. Oh, all right. Anybody else? Hmm. Nothing, nothing good. No. I, uh, I have some. I knew you'd be the one to pipe (laughs) up. I knew I could count on you. I have some some drama going on in the workplace. Uh Oh, Oh, this is good. Is it about the ranch dressing? No, but okay. what was that, Amy? You... I asked Amy to please throw away no. that ranch dressing. No. And it just sat that you just didn't do it for like an hour. What I'm, ranch dressing? Am, what are you guys talking about? Thank you, about? Rachel. I From am working, night. about oh. to go on air in like 15 minutes. And Andrew. In like an hour and 15. Andrew minutes. walks up to me and sets a giant bowl of ranch dressing on my desk with <laughs> no explanation I and did. then sits back down. I did. 
Sounds uh, like you're the problem. <laughs> but then I said, "Oh, would you would you mind throwing that away from me for real?" Because I need the to ranch dressing. Why did you... she have to do it? Yeah, because it was now it was over by her, and I was all the way on the other side of the room. You're wrong. Yeah. You're just wrong. No, on this I think one. the jury's ready to come back with a verdict. <laughs> yeah, this... I think it's fine to ask a friend for a favor. No, and then she just doesn't to, do it to dispose of a prank you played on her. It's not a prank. I put a bowl of ranch next to her, and I did. Is it, it a eventually. favor? Well, no. Are you courting? <laughs> There's more than. Are just... you married in Ohio? <laughs> There's more than just favors and pranks. You're talking like Wheeler. Favors and pranks. You're making no sense. Yeah. All right, you're right. just wrong on this one. But his his pickle he's in now is pretty good. I got oh. to hear some of it. So we have a security guard here. Yeah, yeah. His name is Colin. Colin, I found yeah. Him. He's a totally big lovely dude. guy. Yeah, I like him. Big tall guy. Totally lovely guy. Evidently, I've not been being nice enough to Colin, which I feel very bad about. I've never, I'm not, I, I, it was never an attempted thing. It's just kind of, I'm in, I'm usually in my own head when I'm walking around the building. I've had people stop me before and be like, oh, what's wrong? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'm just thinking. Uh, that takes 100% of my... <laughs> He he just described that like he was Oppenheimer. <laughs> yeah. Like he was walking around Los Alamos. Walking like, and thinking takes 100% of my What's effort. wrong, like, Oppie? Oh, I'm just thinking. The bowl of ranch dressing on her desk, <laughs> and then I'll ask her to throw it away. Yeah. And People then are she'll like, be the bad guy. Oppie, you okay? He's like, uh, implosion, explosion. He's like, uh, blue cheese, ranch, <laughs> maybe in a glass or a bowl. I like that they called him Oppie. So did Colin call you out? Uh, Tina called me out. Tina oh. came back and said, hey, what the hell is this I hear about you not being nice to my friend up at the front? And Uh-oh. I was like, what do you what do you mean? <laughs> and I, I guess I guess he had she had checked in with him, I guess, and asked him if how everybody here, if they were nice. <laughs> oh, no. He singled nice you out. You? And he said, everybody's really nice except this one guy. <laughs> yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Who doesn't who doesn't talk to me ever. Doesn't like stop. Doesn't chat. Just kind of blows by. And sometimes he doesn't even say hello. And uh she he did. She was like, "Who could that be? Who's this monster?" And then he described me perfectly. <laughs> I'd love to have heard that one. Bad guy. Uh, <laughs> and he uh, he described me, and uh, so she immediately came back and said, "What is your problem?" And I was like, "Was I, she serious or kidding?" It was more like, "Hey, be nice to my boy." She, yeah, I could kind of. No I was in the studio. Yeah, she could hear. I could kind of hear, and it was like she was checking in with a buddy. Like, "Hey, you're messing up here. You need to." It was exactly that. Step yeah. your game up. It was, "Hey, look, you're you're not nice to Colin, and people are starting to talk about it. <laughs> so you may want to people." She kept saying, "Like Colin? that just doesn't sound Some like Andrew. Say. That's not Andrew." She was hitting me. She, oh, she hit me with the. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. She kept oh. hitting me Ooh, with the. Ouch. She kept hitting me with the. I keep telling Colin that doesn't sound like Andrew. That doesn't sound like. It sounds exactly like Andrew. What? <laughs> what did you do? Uh, I I went up there, and when I had to walk by him to go and get my pizza, I was very nice. Now, did you acknowledge? <laughs> I didn't acknowledge. Um, well, that's, but it's, that's not weird at all. But it's clear that I was the person he was thinking about because he seemed very surprised when I was yeah. super nice to him. What was your what What was your what shot did you shoot? I just went by with a hey, how you doing? He was like, oh, well, I'm just fine. How are you? And I was like, well. Got to go get my lunch. You know, I'm, I mean to bring it, but I usually forget. So I got to go downstairs. And he said, uh, yep, you went with I the A material. Bad. Yeah, <laughs> I went with the, the best I had. Yeah. yeah, you blew out your engaging stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I reached deep into the charm. <laughs> I pulled out. Yeah, I got bed. all those <laughs> chicks in the past. Yeah. I'm just going to get my lunch in the car. Well, yeah. See, I have no choice but to go and buy lunch because I forgot to bring it. So what's the next step? 
Because uh, I know you're going to screw it up. <laughs> well, next step has just got to be when I come in in the morning instead of just, you know, I've got. Don't my, go over the top. I, well, I, I have to. I feel like I have to. You now. don't have to. You just just say hi. Just start being normal. I felt like I was saying hi, but I don't think I was saying hi. Yeah, no, just nice start way. being normal. Don't go over the top. Yeah, please don't. I think you should go sit down next to him at the desk and ask him just how the week's going. Yeah. Like, see if there's anything you can help with. How much do you, do you guys stop and have full conversations, or is it a, hey, how are you? Tina Good says, day? Tina says Dave was like, yeah, Colin's my boy. Really well. yeah. yeah, we talk a lot. I, I ask him how he's doing every day. Because it's like you have all you're walking in and you have all of this time yeah. with him. Yeah. You Everyone, have to fill the silence. I know. It would be, yeah, it would be awkward not to talk. Yeah. I had no idea every. Yeah, it is awkward every. I had no idea everyone was doing this. I didn't know that. Well, I don't think <laughs> you need to know that we're having human interactions. So I don't stop. Do you stop? I don't stop, but I go through the. We have like 17 doors. That yeah, we have to go through. yeah. Yeah. I go through the doors. My hands are usually like just full of stuff. And you're stumbling like, and such. Yeah. yeah. Hey, how are you? Good. It's a beautiful day. You too. It's yeah. more superficial, but it's like that. The I guess whole time. I'm just trying to work off karma. I bring him cookies. Oh, look at you. Okay, well, I'm <laughs> yeah. I've not brought him any food. <laughs> I do gonna... turn into my dad, though, when I'm asking him what things like, like, so everybody, nobody's getting in that they shouldn't, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dave gave him a cookie the other day and said, in case you have to shoot anybody. <laughs> <laughs> These aren't the things you say on the air. Sorry. <laughs> 124 DGS. Wheels, you had an interesting drive home last night. All right. Yeah. So something was going on on 70. I think a bus stalled or something, and the traffic was, like, really bad for a short short stretch, like, right from, like, where you get on on around Tucker and then to, I don't know, wherever it was that it ended. And my directions, my map sent me in a different way to just kind of get past that. So I just had to go through the city a little bit to get past it. So essentially down 14th Street. Um, to Natural Bridge, and then a little been jog there, over Shreve, and then Shreve yep. onto the highway, which is right where that that whole backup was ending was right there at Shreve. And I mean, it's what you. I mean, it's St. Louis, right? It's it's downtown. It's not you know, it's not nice. The road. I could not. You guys think the roads are bad out here? I hit what I thought were speed bumps in the middle of the road. That's how heavy it was when you hit it. And I'm talking about in the middle of a stretch where. You're going whatever it is, 35, whatever that speed limit is there. Yeah. But the other thing is, you think the traffic's bad down here, the way people drive? It's like Grand Theft Auto. Like It was unbelievable the things that people were doing. Like, just, you know, I don't know if you've been down that road or have lately, but there are a lot of, like, there's a lot of high sidewalks, and there are, like, cement blockers on the right side where there's kind of, it looks like it used to be a lane, but now it's not. I think probably to slow everything down. Yeah. Doesn't slow anything down. I mean, there, people are going up and around. There are left turn lanes that are blocked in on both sides by cement, right? Like you can't just like move over. People just pulling into that and then gunning it at the light to cut in front of whoever was in front of the line. And I mean, it, it, in, in I couldn't have been on it for ten minutes. Yeah, I probably saw seven of those kinds of things. Yeah, whereas just grand theft auto, like people like between lanes merging between cars. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand how we're this bit like it's it, it's I thought for a little while that it was just like down here, you know, because people don't really live here and all that. It's got to be everywhere in the city. And it was stunning, like, again, how awful the roads are. I mean, it's got to be ruining people's cars. Yeah, I've taken that route. <clears throat> Siri takes you that way. So yeah, I've taken yeah. that exact route. And I always think like politically, uh, I've heard some of my conservative friends 
say, well, the really progressive leaders of St. Louis City just send all the money to the inner cities, all the money to North City. Uh, I don't think so. No. I don't think so. No. Uh, If they are, they're spending on something that you can't see. Uh, And then I always think this, and please, 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 I mean this with all sincerity and love in my heart. I don't mean this judgmentally. But when you're driving through and you're thinking, how much longer do I have to go till I get back to somewhere familiar? Get on the highway. People live there. Yeah, that that's where they're going yeah. to restaurants. That's where their kids are walking to school. Yeah. Oh, I saw tons of kids walking, you know, backpacks on coming from school things or whatever. Yeah. And that's when you really go, what are we doing? Come on. People people shouldn't have to live like this. Yeah. As we we're as I was driving through it again, just just based on how people are driving, the quality of the roads. I, I can't we can't even get into poverty and things that are bigger than that clearly nobody cares about fixing well, that. It's not like if you have a bad road in front of your house, you're not going to go to college. Right. But when your neighborhood looks like that, it doesn't make you think, I'm going to be a doctor. You know, it, it makes you think like, oh, this is how the world is. Because this is how my world is. Like we talk about it all the time. The way I grew up is how I thought everyone grew up. And so how are you going to set your sights any higher when everything around you is dilapidated. And it looks like nobody who has any power to do anything cares. Right. Which that does, it does send a message. We talked about this with Normandy High School and how there was mold in the locker rooms and the ceilings and walls were caving in. How is a kid going to focus and believe in themselves if it's obvious were the adults, the leaders aren't investing in them? We have to show them that we care. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 135 DGS. We talk a lot about uh, generational changes and current society and how things are. And I had a thought last night. I don't think we've really discussed this specific thing. I'll bring it up. Um, 
as far back as we can go in human civilization, we find people uh, trading. You know, hey, here's puka shells, here's some amber, here's an ox. I'd, I'd like to take some of your wheat. And then in my lifetime, well, a little bit before my lifetime, with like Mad Men and, you know, the first time we were really, really marketing to each other and television ads and all this kind of stuff. And then in my childhood in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s and, uh, you know, like we were obviously marketed to. Like, oh, would you like to have this brand new LTD? Oh, boy, would I. Would you like to have this Schwinn 10-speed? Oh, gosh, I love a Schwinn 10-speed. But it felt controllable. It felt like I was, I and we were being marketed in a way that we could resist if we wanted. We could make an informed, intelligent decision. Uh, and, and, and it wasn't anything that felt dark or too very manipulative. We talked about our favorite commercials. Oh, the Charmin Man. Oh, the the Chef Boyardee guy. Blah, blah, blah. And then somewhere around 2000-ish, uh, to me, uh, it hit me last night that it went from consumerism to true, pure addiction. That now if you watch television or whatever you get your – however you're marketed to – uh, you're not just marketed to in a very evil, uh, scientific, algorithmic way, but it's no longer just would you like a, a, a Lincoln Continental. It's gambling. It's social media, which I'm addicted to TikTok, and I don't mind saying it. Uh, it's drugs, you know, whether it's uh, Jardians or it's Ozempic or it's Lexapro or it's pot. Um, it's debt, you know, Hey, just keep on going, keep on going. Cause we'll roll this over into this and you can get this kind of loan. So I find it interesting that as society has progressed, we've gone from puka shells to mad men to, wouldn't you like to buy this Schwinn 10 speed? And the Colonel has 11 herbs and spices to literally computer programs smarter than we are trying to get you to get involved in things that they know are going to physically, mentally, emotionally addict you. Feel me? Yeah, I mean, on a much broader scale, because making making analogies to classic literature does seem cliche now. However, the fundamental principles of it all being based on entertainment, comfort, Instant gratification is very Brave New World slash Fahrenheit 451. It's just you're constant, constantly consumed by product, constantly consumed by product, so much so that we are the product. We're the product in social media, and then we're consuming that, and we're also, yeah, addicted to whatever it is the companies are pushing pushing at us. I don't think it's hopeless. I mean, you can turn off a screen go take a walk, whatever it is you need to do. It's not hopeless, but it's 100% based on the addictive qualities of instant gratification and comfort. Yeah, I feel like we had a fair uh, chance. It was a fair fight back in the 70s, 80s, 90s. And since then, it has felt very not fair. Now, did anyone make me do TikTok? No. Does anyone make you buy a lottery ticket or bet on at FanDuel? No. Does anyone make you do anything? No. But we can also be reasonable about there are – like if you watch the social uh, 
not social network. Dilemma. Dilemma. Oh, my Lord. It's all these people mm-hmm. who are responsible for setting up the initial social media and saying, we are so sorry. And you guys should be so much more frightened than you actually are. Wheels, you're usually the one who poo-poos these things. Do you... <sighs> I'm not necessarily going to poo-poo it because, look, advertising is based on psychology. And that really became a thing in the Mad Men era. In the 1950s and 60s, they started learning. Like, if you ever notice a lot of car commercials, there will be water somewhere. Water on the car, water on the road. Because that is a trigger to something in your head telling you this thing is cool and new and clean and awesome. And they've known that those things forever. But our exposure to everything has just increased. Yeah, I, well, our exposure, because to a point, I know they say nothing new is under the sun, and I get that, but we have the ability to exploit lifelong, or what I should say, human nature realities, because we did, we quite literally didn't have the technology 30, 50 years ago that we have now. And I, I also think cultural mores and cultural values shift. And just like we know the ancient civilizations were obsessed with deities and the afterlife, we are a culture that is obsessed with self. You make your own truth. What are your feelings? Speak your truth. What's your reality? Broadcast yourself. We are the first society that truly has made a deity of ourselves. I, I, I'd push back on that. I mean, there were people now not, not using technology but how how do how else would we describe how people with wealth and power turn themselves into nobility, into something that we're better because God said we were? Well, and numbers. really is it's the just because we had money. Yeah, but it's also the numbers. But and they that- were turning themselves into godlike figures because they were somehow better than quote unquote normal people. They were better than the plebs because of who they were. I mean, they we, they created that. But that's my point. But now we have the technology, we have the wealth, we have the advances, we have the luxury for normal people to be gods. We get a lot. We have we have luxuries now. You can be struggling financially and have, in a lot of ways, more creature comforts than the Rockefellers had in their age because of technology. So we have the ability now. If you were... If you were in an agrarian society and you were subsistence farming or existing in a serfdom, you you were probably living from maybe a more religious culture because you needed out something outside of your life. But for the first time in world history, life is so comfortable and luxurious me, for so many. We can let me take it another step. Uh, let's use my daughter, Phoebe, as, as an example. She's 18 years old. She's at KU and uh, very normal, I think. Uh, a, a very typical Gen Z kid. And she has all the social medias and it's like, I've seen her with her friends and it's just constant picture, 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 pose, 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 picture, pose, pose, picture, pose. Um, she could not do that. She could decide to not have Instagram or Facebook or TikTok or all the ones that I don't mm-hmm. even know about. She could uh, not have a phone. She could make that choice. But that would be like me making the choice to not have a car or a home phone or a television set or a bicycle when I was her age. I would have been a pariah. She would be a pariah now. Um, but I feel like I had more choices when I was that age. I could be kind of who I wanted to be. I could be how I wanted to be. 
I wasn't popular. I didn't go to the roller skating rink. I didn't know one existed. I didn't go to the pool. I didn't know that one existed. I had my little microcosm in South Roxana of my little buddies, and I was fine because I didn't know about the rest of the world. Now it's impossible as a teenager to not know about the rest of the world. Are you following me on this? That it's not even so much my point now about consumerism. It's more about our kids have so much less of a chance to be outside of the machine than we did. I don't know if I agree with that. I Sometimes I feel like Gen Z, even compared to my generation, millennials, since they did grow up with the Internet, they grow up with all the pitfalls, but they also get all the benefits of the world being so big to them, too. I think the emotional intelligence that's displayed sometimes with the younger generation, it's like, wow, I wish I would have known that. But they grew up with, like, therapy speak and the ability to reach out to other people and connect online. I think that's a a positive in many, many ways. I do think in some ways they're more emotionally mature. Now, I could be wrong. I don't have a lot of Gen Z kids in my life, but just from what I've seen, like interacting with Phoebe and other friends' kids and just seeing things on TikTok, it, it seems like they have re- they they deal with all the pitfalls, like I said, but they also have access to resources that I didn't have access to as a teenager. Well, as an example, I just I had this on the rundown. I ran into this today. There are people in Gen Z, and I'm assuming other generations too, but it's focused. The story I saw was focused on Gen Z people who were putting friendship applications on Facebook. So instead of dating, they were looking for friends, people that shared their common interests that had similarities to them because they're not as in the real world as often as we did, as we were at that time. Well, if you were a kid isolated in, say, a grade school, and then we had kids in grade school that nobody hung out with, or, you know, oh, you can't hang out with him. He's the nerd or he's whatever. That kid now finds people yeah, that they can connect with where before it was all about whether or not you were in front of people that were like you. Yeah, I, I'm a good example for this because I grew up going to a very small fundamental Baptist Christian school. We had a very strict dress. Everything was just very much more strict than you could imagine. I just didn't understand what the world was like. I didn't have access yeah, we had a computer, but it was in the kitchen, <laughs> and w- it, the internet just wasn't like it was today. You didn't have people creating content and showing their real lives. I was a—I'm still—I'm an awkward adult, but I was a very awkward kid and painfully, painfully shy, and I just didn't have a way of branching out from the 13 people that were in my class, you know? But I feel like if I would have been born 10, 15 years later— even in that same circumstance, there would have been a way to break out of that situation a little bit more or at least, you know, see what else was going on. So I get all of your anxieties about it, Dave, but it's just there's no stopping it. You know, it's not like these tech companies and these advertising companies are going to go like, you know what? We have been doing the wrong thing. We're going right, to stop making right. so much money. I think and, the better and the worst are both true, right? Like the yeah, good things I guess, and the I worst guess, things. Mm-hmm. I guess my point is. While we all always have had choice and for the foreseeable future always will, practically, realistically, the way that we are manipulated by the man and the machine have become, in the true sense of the word, exponentially more complicated and effective Mm -hmm. since I was 18 and now Phoebe's 18. That's my point. 
is that the machine is so much more powerful and sophisticated. Uh, and back when I was there, it kind of wasn't. You kind of had your choices. Yeah. Do what you want to do. 152 DGS just kind of put a period at the end of that sentence what we were talking about. We are saying on the break, I was saying on the break, that uh, Rach at 32 is far more uh, mature and self-aware uh, than I was in probably 48. Uh, but during my childhood, therapy was either something for comic relief, like Bob Newhart, where the whole shtick was, here are my crazy clients. Aren't they hilarious? And they were. I loved Bob Newhart. But you look back and you're like, hmm. It was either that or you were stone cold crazy, right? I mean, like, people just didn't do therapy openly without being made fun of. Yeah. And so that's just how we grew up. Now, I broke out of that and uh, have been doing weekly therapy for years and years and years and years now. And I swear by it. And I think probably everyone could really use it. But growing up, you didn't do it. And you didn't talk about it if you did. No. So there are a lot of people older than me from that age who didn't break out of it, who could really do well, or even not even going to see a professional, but just understanding the vocabularies. And understanding just a little bit about, like, oh, childhood trauma can yeah. lead to this, and maybe that's why you do this thing or you don't do that thing. And I mean, so, like, I didn't understand what depression was until I was probably 25, 20. Like, I, had, I didn't get it. Hmm. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know if it was, oh, they're in a bad mood. or I had no idea until you see something up close. I think now you're in a time where if you're 25, you probably know. You have been raised in a world where we understand it better. I will say this, though, and I didn't make this up. It was on a TikTok, uh, but I thought it was very true. And it was that be careful with modern therapy speak. Yeah. Because not everything is a trauma. Right. Not right. everything is a microaggression. Not everything is. Some things are just things. Some people yep. are just a-holes. Yeah. Sometimes you have a bad day. Yeah. Sometimes you didn't sleep enough. You know. Yeah. I will say. In the past eight years, I have learned more therapy terms and more about the Constitution than I ever thought I would in an eight-year span. I feel like I've learned so much about therapy I'd like to and take the, the next eight weeks off of that, or the next eight years off of that. I'd like to talk and learn less about the I'd like to forget stuff about the Constitution if I could. Right? Amy, how many bad things have you learned working with all of us the last couple of years? <laughs> I'm just- no, 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 that, no need to answer that one. Well, that's that. Amy's like, I didn't used to know what that meant, but now I know. I've learned a few things. Okay, who's been the worst? Who's been the worst effect on this? Oh gosh, I don't know. I think you do. Does it start with a Ronj and end in an E? <laughs> Poor guys, leading the fifth. <laughs> Am I here? Yeah. I couldn't. Suddenly, I couldn't tell time. I looked right at a digital clock and I was like. I know. I was going to say what? the clock is digital. No. I looked at it and I'm like, that's a one and a five. It no. looked, it looked like I could tell. one? But this it's followed happened, by a five. This has yeah. happened to you before and I've learned the face. And when I saw you, I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. He has the clock thing. He's been stricken with the clock disease. Time blindness. I saw a great comedian where he's talking about quarter till eight, yeah. 20 till seven. And he's 
younger, of course, and he's like, what the hell does that even mean? <laughs> he's like, we don't do that with anything else. Like, how much do you weigh? Like, 80, 80 to 200? <laughs> it's like, it's so true. <laughs> yeah. I say it all the time. I'll say it to my daughter, like, oh, yeah, see you in quarter till. She's like, quarter... What are you talking about? I can't about? lie, though. <laughs> saying, saying you're like, I'm a quarter to 200 is a lot nicer than That's true. whatever that number is. That's true. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay. Plus taxes and fees. Phone fees 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. See T-Mobile.com. 